Thank you for listening to Value-Based Care Insights, a podcast by Lumina Health Partners. In this series, host Daniel J. Marino, Managing Partner of Lumina, talks to top experts and thought leaders in healthcare to help you navigate on the journey to value-based care in the ever-changing landscape of the industry. The goal of this series is to bring you disruptive success strategies by leveraging Lumina's experiences, stories, and insights from working with health professionals and organizations across the country. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to invite you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think about the episode and any questions that are top of mind. Now let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Value-Based Care Insights. I'm your host, Daniel Marino. We have an interesting episode for you today, which is a takeoff from a leadership conference that Lumina Health Partners, through our Lumina Leadership Institute, put on with IPMA, which is the Interstate Postgraduate Medical Association, IPMA. This conference occurred back in October 14th of this year, very well received. The conference was about leadership development And we had a number of aspects to our our leadership conference where we talked about how leadership is critical in moving an organization forward. It's critical in developing teams. It's also critical to one's personal growth and personal success. Out of that came a number of questions around emotional intelligence, emotional quotient, if you will. And there was a lot of requests, a lot of discussion by our attendees and and our audience after the session to really dive deeper into what EQ frankly is and, and what are those characteristics around EQ and how can the development of EQ inform for even stronger leadership development within one's own position and within an organization. So what we've decided to do as part of our podcast is to play a recording that was done by Lucy Zelinsky, who is a partner within Lumina Health Partners and Dr. Sherry Olson, which is a family practice physician as part of IPMA, they will run through two scenarios on how emotional intelligence can really inform messaging, can really inform a lot of the activities of a strong leader. So let's go ahead and play scenario one. So at our October 14th session, Lucy and I talked about the importance of EQ or emotional quotient, sometimes called emotional intelligence, uh, for effective leaders. We talked about traits or characteristics that have been used to define EQ. And they include things as seen on the screen, like being a good listener, being empathetic, being humble, being self-aware, being a clear communicator, and more. The really good news for leaders is that these EQ skills can be learned, practiced, and implemented. Today, we want to share a short vignette that demonstrates a leader getting the same information across in a similar amount of time, but in a way that showcases more EQ skills. So what we're going to do is two scenarios. We're going to role play a situation that happens quite often in many practices, especially among physicians and administrators. And uh, I'm going to play Dr. Lucy, and I am the medical director of Omega. 
And then my partner here, Dr. Sherry, will be a primary care physician, a very busy one at that, working. And she is with the group as well. So what we'll do is two takes. We're going to do a bad take and a good take. And we'll let you all guess which one's the good one and bad one. And we'll close with a few comments. So without further ado, let's go to take one. Yeah, I know. You can't even fit this patient in in the next week. I mean, they have a really complicated story. Well, oh, all right. Thanks. What? Well, I'll be in in a minute to talk to him about why the COVID test is important. I thought they said that they were okay with it. Just let me finish this note. Hello, Dr. Hello. Olson here. Good morning, Sherry. Do you have a minute? Uh, no, not really. I'm really busy right now. Uh, well, we have this thing going on. This will really only take a second. Oh, all right. Uh, so what I wanted to talk to you about today is, um, have you, about your work RVUs from last year, did you have a chance to review those financials and those work RVUs? Uh, no, I really haven't looked at them yet. Oh, well, you probably noticed um, that you're, you're, you're well below the MGMA 30th percentile. Remember the goal was 40%. Uh, you know what this means. You know, by the contract, we all agreed that you will be taking home $15,000 less. So it will, it will impact your compensation. Uh, but it was a horrible year. I mean, COVID was here and I had COVID. I was sick for oh, a while. Sherry. My kids had COVID and my patients are just so complicated. I, and I, 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 I Sherry, can't. I know, I know, I know. It's been such a tough year for all of us, hasn't it? Um, but here again, we, we have a business to run and, you know, 80% of the team made the target last year and you agreed to this. Um, we took a look at your, your scores, your risk scores, your patients aren't any sicker than anyone else. And uh, but so just wanted to make you aware of this change in your paycheck this next month. So Sherry, make sure you don't buy a Mercedes this year. And I'll, I'll let me have you get back to the clinic so you could get get your patients in and, and uh, meet your quotas there for the work RBUs. I'll talk to you later, Sherry. Have a good day. Okay. So in that scenario, it was really interesting how Dr. Lucy in delivering the message on productivity and delivering the message on impacts of compensation to the physician was really sort of involved in her own message. And clearly the listening activities there, how she formulated a lot of her, her conversation, her messaging, boy, it was, it was really lost with Dr. Sherry. In this second scenario, Dr. Lucy and Dr. Sherry are going to run through a little bit of a, a different approach, utilizing EQ skills to better inform the messaging, better inform the delivery. So let's listen to that now. And then at the end, they will sort of debrief on comparing and contrasting of the two scenarios and give some insights as to how EQ can really inform communication, can really inform leadership can really inform being able to better connect with your individual. So let's play scenario two. No, our phones are down. Hi, 
Dr. Lucy. Thanks for coming over to my office to meet with me. I really appreciate that. I hope everything's okay. Yeah, it's good. Good morning, Sherry. I, I know you've been working very hard and uh, thank you for just taking a few minutes today to talk to me. Um, so before we get started, um, let me ask you, like, how's everything going? I know you had a few things going on in your life personally and just yeah, wanted to check in. Been a tough year, I'll tell you. I got COVID and I'm not sure I'm back to 100% yet. And, you know, my kids, like everyone else's, are being homeschooled and they're driving me crazy. And, and the patients are just so complex and challenging. And I've really been struggling to keep on top of all my work and get my charts closed and, you know, just, just finish the work on time. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not making it. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Sherry. Uh, it's, you know, many of our physicians are struggling with this as well. It's just a tough time. How do you think we can help you? Well, I don't know. I don't understand a lot of the stuff that you send around in memos, and I really don't have the time to like read it and understand it. I just feel kind of like it's over my head. That's all I can do to take care of the doctor part of things. Mm. Yeah, and, and definitely, I know your, your satisfaction scores are so good. So thank you for taking such great care of your patients. We appreciate that. That part is still fun. <laughs> Oh, that's so good to hear. Well, I know, I know you've been just juggling a lot of balls and there's a lot of competing demands, but what, um, what I wanted to talk to you is, you know, we do this every year, right? We take a look at the compensation and the work reviews, you know, everything that we measure in the reports. So there was just, you know, um, a little bit of a variation there. It was lower than I thought that where you are because you seem very busy um and so it was lower than the benchmark and i'm wondering um because you're just as busy right it feels so busy i mean it sure feels like i'm producing as much as anybody else and you know like i should be doing well with those numbers i i don't understand why i'm not i i don't know what to do you know one thing um one thing, Dr. Sherry, you mentioned earlier is that you had a hard time um, just finishing up your chart. Well, you? yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I sometimes I sit and worry about, you know, what I should charge and if I should be a four or a three or, you know, five or a three or what I'm putting down for the diagnosis codes and how to get everything ready. But then I just want to get done and get out of it and get home to my family. So I just do it. And I, yeah. you know, I don't know. Mm. So. I'm almost thinking maybe um, before I present any of these numbers to you, because my sense is we should probably take a deeper dive into just to make sure that charts have been closed, things are coded and submitted. Um, so would it make sense if maybe I could work with uh, your office manager and to see if um, all your charges have actually gone in so you get credit for those? Well, that would be great. I would love it if someone would look at that. If I'm missing something, I'm sure willing to you know, do what I can to help the team out. Okay, great. So you know what I'll do? Let me go ahead and talk to her on my way out. Um, and we'll review some of this. And then I'll come back and we can review some of your numbers. Um, because as you know, it, it impacts the, the compensation formula. But I just want to make sure that we have all the right numbers first before I present them to you. Oh, that's such a relief. Thank you so much for, for not uh, firing me. 
uh, or telling me I'm going to lose all my my money. You know, it's been so tight at home too with with the kids and the COVID and being home from work and all those things. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, Dr. Sherry, we thank you for just coming to work and, and really taking care of our patients. We value you. So we thank you for your commitment and, and you. good luck. Good luck with everything at home. And, and um, I hope, I hope things turn around. Oh, thank you, Dr. Lucy. Yeah. And thanks for coming over here today. You're welcome. You're welcome. So Sherry, now that we've had some time to process what we talked about a around emotional intelligence, as well as the role play, what are some of those tips that leaders can do to increase their, their emotional intelligence, or at least their awareness of where they are and how they could improve their emotional intelligence? Right, because it's really hard for us to know. You know, if you ask every person that you were talking to, they'd probably say, well, I'm nice. I'm a nice person. I, 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 I want to do a good job. I'm not coming down too hard on somebody, but, but it, it's what the other person's perception is that's critical. It's not what you think. It's, it's how you're perceived. And so that's a really hard thing to learn. So one tip is enlist a colleague. If you've got somebody in your, in your department and you're at a meeting and you want to bring up a point or you want to give some feedback, Enlist, enlist a colleague that understands that you're trying to improve and have them give you some feedback after you've, after the meeting, after, after the one-on-one -on -one you had, um, you know, ask for feedback because that can be a hard, but also a really, um, a lot of growth around that. The other thing um, I think is to practice. So, you know, when you're giving a talk, when you're, when you're getting prepared for any important conversation you practice. So how can you um, enter a conversation with somebody prepared, not defensive yourself, um, uh, not um, doing it in a rush, but making it a really important critical time in, in your work to have a good conversation with somebody. And then finally, I loved how you said curious. Um, I think being curious, you know, trying to find out what's actually going on with people can be super helpful and important. And if you, if you go in with the idea that you're open to learning what um, something new, that can be tremendously valuable as opposed to just going in with your agenda to get um, uh, administered or given to somebody. How about you? You made some great points there, there, Sherry. Your for first point working with someone, one of the questions that has been helpful to me when I worked with my own colleagues or peers is after a meeting, I'd actually ask them for feedback. And the question I ask is, how did you experience me in that meeting? Mm. Ooh, pretty telling sometimes. Uh, if they're a very open, kind of transparent, and, and we have a good relationship, I've really received some great feedback. To the point somebody said, Lucy, you were a little bit, you, you talked too fast, you assumed a couple things and you, you know, you probably should have listened more than, than talked. So valuable. It is. It really is. And, and to your point about working with others, uh, a coach can always help. We talked about the several personality assessments, one of them being the EQI. 2.0, that provides some great insights into your emotional intelligence and then really downloading that information and working with a coach one-on-one -on -one to, um, to exercise some self-control, to exercise some self-awareness around emotions 
is very is very critical. I oh, mean, so to the point so where, so yeah, so to the point where if there's a if, if there's a reaction that I'm having, I I have learned to take a pause, step back, take a deep breath, and really think before I respond. That's great. You you mentioned some phrases you like to use, and I think that's so valuable. Um, just just some simple wording changes that you can do when when you're when you're um, exploring um, issues with people. Yes, some of the I'm very curious, right? So asking questions is better than making assumptions and giving opinions or ideas. Uh, so what I often do is I will ask questions just to understand where that individual is coming from. And often I will think about the words that I use to start my questions with. And I will use what, like, you know, what, what do you think about this or how, how do you think that will impact the organization? So I will start questions with the, what, with what or how versus like a, you know, will you, are you like a yes or no close-ended response or, or even why? Yeah, why why is a no no? Because it sure just makes you feel real defensive right away. Um, right away, it sets a different tone to your um, conversation. So I think these are simple little changes that can be made from changing the words you use to being curious to being prepared, and then um, the way up to you know taking self assessments and getting a coach. But these are all steps that have been shown to improve emotional intelligence and make you more successful as a leader. Well, that was very interesting. I hope everybody enjoyed that. Just to summarize, EQ certainly can inform the growth of a leader. And good EQ skills not only are something that's inherent, but is something that can be learned. It's something that can be developed. And one of the things I thought was really interesting that Dr. Sherry brought up was there really were some important characteristics of EQ that involved being a good listener, being self-aware, being empathetic, and being a good communicator. And in particular, you saw in the second scenario where Dr. Lucy, through some of her questions, tried to really understand sort of the internal issues that were affecting Dr. Sherry, and tried to connect with her on a, on a different level. It wasn't just about delivering the message, but it was how the message was being able to deliver. And it was about really being able to connect with Dr. Sherry in a way that you can really drive some key results. A lot of times as leaders, we're more concerned about how we want to deliver that message and getting the message out there than really how the message is perceived. Emotional intelligence, emotional quotient is really key to leadership. I would encourage everybody to give this some consideration. And for more information, please reach out to luminahp.com insights or contact directly Dr. Lucy or Dr. Sherry. I personally find emotional intelligence really interesting. I know even in my own career, I've spent a lot of time developing this and it, it certainly has paid off for me on a personal level. So I encourage everybody to think through that. If you have any questions, any comments, any other thoughts, please don't hesitate to reach out to any of us at Lumina Health Partners. With that, I would like to thank you for your time today. Please be safe, be well, and until next time, I'm Daniel Marino. Thank you. We wanna thank you for listening to Value-Based Care Insights Podcast by Lumina Health Partners. 
Lumina is your partner on a journey to value-based care, and all the pivots and challenges our industry faces daily. To learn more about us, visit us on LuminaHP.com. If you found value in today's conversation, subscribe to us on all major podcast platforms, including Apple and Spotify, and leave us feedback. Be sure to check out our show notes at LuminaHP.com insights. Join us again where we continue to take a deep dive into what lies ahead and invite conversations with some of our colleagues and industry thought leaders on new trends that are emerging and how we continue to navigate and thrive. Until then, have a great day and stay safe.